The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ellie Walker is an army veteran, radio announcer and television anchor who is also the president of the Social Issues Theatre. And Ellie has just set up a podcast called Up Is Higher Than Down. So your podcast, what exactly do you like to do in it? I like to remind people that we all go through problems. We all have challenges. Mm. And that if we can just make any effort to, <clears throat> excuse me, attempt to, to look at what would bring it up, make us feel better on any level, we can have a better day. Yes, absolutely. And how did you get inspired to create the podcast? Well, actually, I had a radio program years ago in Chicago on WEBB radio entitled Up Is Higher Than Down. And uh, for physical reasons, we disbanded that. Um, that's been like maybe 12, 15 years ago. And then, of course, with all of the political and viral pandemics going on yeah. right now, I thought that maybe, you know, I should bring that back. And um, it helped me a lot. It helps me a lot because, yeah. you know, the up is higher than down doesn't indicate that all you have to do is. No, it's a struggle. It's a fight sometimes to look up. Yeah. You know, it's, it's easy when the sun is shining and everything is great. To say, you know, I'm going to look up, I'm going to get up, I'm going to stay up. But then when stuff happens, when you lose your job or your spouse dies and stuff, it's like, it's work. So would you say it's quite a positive podcast? Is that what you're trying to put it across as? Absolutely. And in a positive way and not in some hokey positive way. Yeah. What I do is I talk about daily issues. Like last podcast, I talked about you know, the fact that most of us in the United States have felt bullied mm. in the, these past four years. And that has inspired some very negative responses from people. I mean, people are crying more. People are feeling isolated and alone. And they're quite worried about their futures. But the fact is, we live every day. And do we want to waste our time feeling bad every day? Yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> I don't think so. So you've talked about feeling bullied over the last four years. I take it then you welcome the victory of Joe Biden then? Uh, yeah, I should get up right now and just start running around my <laughs> chair. Yeah, I really welcome Joe Biden. Um, I welcome decency. Yeah. I, I welcome unity. I welcome uh, 
people not being afraid of each other. And I certainly welcome people putting their guns down <laughs> and extending their hands of fellowship and friendship. Yeah. And even all policies aside, I think if someone isn't willing to admit that they haven't won, they probably weren't a good president. <laughs> That's true. That's really true. I mean, we we've been greatly impacted yeah. by this uh, this presidency. We we have negatively been impacted, and uh, it's quite scary actually because um, I've never seen anything like this in the United States ever before. Yeah. The behaviors of people are so insane that it's unbelievable. Yeah, and do you think that Trump's presidency is certainly? hindered a lot of racial issues that have been going on, particularly recently with the George Floyd incident and others? Uh, no doubt, because as a leader and uh, a world leader, not just, you know, a U.S. presence, he had an opportunity to speak peace. Yeah, He had an opportunity, actually, to put the racial problem on the line and say, you know, let's talk about it. Um, I started a, because of social issues theater, what we do is we bring social issues to the stage and we allow the stage to be that buffer, that wall that separates us from the problem where people can really listen and really interact with it. And we started something called 10 Minutes of Truth on Racism. Hmm. And what it does is it allows people to actually talk about it at the end of the presentation about racism and, and about how they feel. And here's what we found consistently. If I'm raised to be racist, I'm more than likely going to believe what my mom, my dad, and my grandparents tell me than yeah. what you tell me. Yeah. And so th this is a problem that we have to bring this out and have a conversation. So many people really don't want to be racist. And a lot of people don't know that they are racist. Yes. And, and how to, to come away from that. And then it all goes back to that one word of decency. It doesn't matter. I mean, you know, we can't erase how we've been taught and how we've been raised, but we can decide that we want to live life in a certain behavior pattern where we feel safe and we feel good and we can send our kids to school. We don't have to worry about getting shot and killed in the church or a salon. You know, yeah. just, yeah. How optimistic do you feel about racism becoming sort of, how do I put this, less bad? Because I don't think it's ever going to go away, really. But do you feel like it was worse years ago? Or do you think we've not really come very far? I think when you have a plant and you don't dig it up from the root, it's going to come back. Yeah. And so I don't think up until now... We really have had a, open, a need for an open, non-hostile, let's get this out conversation. I think that it's going to take a little while because right now people on the other side or whatever side you're on, yeah. some are fearful, some are angry. And so um, there's a lot of trust that has to be earned in order to have a conversation. You know, I think the people that are really insanely racist I don't think there's much hope for having a dialogue with them about anything, yeah. actually. But um, those persons that are caught kind of in the middle, I think they're willing to have the conversation and they don't want this. They don't want this for their kids. My gosh, we have so many interracial marriages. We have so many beautiful interracial children, you know, that we can't afford to allow this to exist. Yeah. Do you think it's quite 
shocking because I kind of find it so weird that you've went from the first ever African-American president doing two terms to Donald Trump completely on the other side. My gosh, you know what that's like, the visual? That's like being a piece of chicken, being carefully washed on the sink and then dropped in the hot grease. I mean, it just went from from love everybody to hate your guts, let's fight. And, um, you know, when when people walk around with AR-15s and other automatic weapons, just to go to the Target or to the grocery store, service station, It's like, oh, wow, how did we get here? Yeah. Sad, huh? And I bet those same people don't want to wear masks, which probably protect them more in these times. Um, You know, I understood from reading that um, our president uh, read and reads and has a book of Adolf Hitler's playbook by his nightstand. I don't know, you know, if that's actually true, but I can say this. I can say that there are enough uh, comparisons in how the governing of people and how you hype people up and how you give people misinformation and how you play on their fears and you get them all excited, 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 and they're willing to kill. And that's been proven historically. I mean, we, we saw with our Jewish brothers and sisters you know, what, what happens with that type of hatred and rhetoric being spewed. And I'm going to tell you the yeah. honest to goodness truth. I was afraid that four more years of Donald Trump would have led black and brown Americans back into some sort of slavery, to be honest, because it just, mm. it didn't look good. Yeah. Well, how do you think that Joe Biden's presidency will bring back, hopefully, some sort of decency and fairness? I think that he's a good visual. He's a good visual as a husband, Mm. um, as a father, as experienced things. I think he will become more, at this present time, what we need. He's a combination of having had experience, political experience of 47 years, vice president to um, an African-American president for eight years, and um, that Uncle Joe type of feeling. You know, this is Uncle Joe talking. This is Uncle Joe coming into your living room. Um, and I think right now we need an Uncle Joe. You know, yeah, we, we, need a, we, we, we need Uncle Joe to say, okay, it's going to be okay, babies. Just calm down, you know, that, that sort of thing. Um, do, uh, you know, and people ask me, would Joe Biden have been my pick for president? I have to tell you, absolutely not. Mm. Absolutely not. Yeah. But what Joe Biden brings to the table at this time is absolutely what we need. Yeah. If we had to make a choice, Trump, Biden. Yeah. Business. Certainly a referendum on Trump or not. And if Biden is the other option, then. Exactly. Do you think Trump's going to run again in 2024? Because there's a lot of talk about that. I don't think so. And my fear is his attempt at holding his base separate from the rest of the United States and the rest of the world for four years. That is scary to me because I understand that he has uh, decided to uh, go on to some digital campaign against Fox News, of course. Well, that (laughs) even is newsworthy in itself. You know, he's a TV man. You know, I mean, let's face it. So so he's already planned this master plan out. And so his base will follow that. The problem with that is it just completely divides 
America. Do I think he'll run in 2024? Absolutely not. I think that all of us that want peace and decency in our society will do everything that we can to usher that type of thinking away. I mean, yeah. we can't have it. We can't have it in our school systems. The thought that I could be ill today during this COVID, thank God I'm not and hope I do not become ill, and I have to go to a hospital and just think that someone might be caring for me that doesn't care about me, yeah. that's really scary. And so I think that we have to really struggle to uh, fight against that type of uh, mentality. Yeah. Well, with the COVID over there, if you get it and get seriously ill, do you have to pay even if it's part of the pandemic because you don't have free healthcare like we have over here? Yeah, like I wish I was over there right now. Yeah. Um, I'm an army veteran, so I really am not best to answer that question because um, I don't pay for my health care. Oh. Um, but I understand that one of the reasons why it was really important to get Biden in to fight for the maintenance of our Affordable Care Act is because COVID is now going to be listed as a pre-existing condition and if that's the case and there's no Affordable Care Act to protect people um, so that they can get service, even though they have a pre-existing condition, that would be devastating for families, individuals, and our economy. Yeah, yeah. well, Very hopefully scary. things get sorted out. <laughs> and back so. to your podcast then. What do you do to prepare for each episode? Do you do anything? Well, you know, it's always a learning process. Um, and what I've learned from these last couple of guests is that I need to, um, what causes me to be successful in delivering mm. is if I'm prepared and I know exactly what I want and I do a intro that inspires the guests to talk. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's, that's really what I do. So if, I, if I'm going to talk about uh, like what my first podcast. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Gasman's life after death. Um, I had an opportunity to really give an intro about how I felt about that and where I was going and what I wanted to, the message that I wanted to go out. And so that helped the guest become uh, more prepared. When I'm doing a solo podcast, which I'll be doing quite frequently, um, it's all about being motivated um, and incensed at situations, yeah. be them personal or worldwide. For sure. That's quite a good way of doing things to make the guest feel comfortable and know where they stand and how to talk and stuff. Yes. The slogan of the podcast is look up, get up and stay up. What is the true meaning of that, would you say? Well, uh, no matter how defeated, challenged, or suppressed we are by a circumstance, if we can just begin looking up from that position and seeing ourselves getting up, you know, and then we take stand up. You know, when you think about looking up, that, that's just a ray of hope. Yeah. Um, and, and getting up means that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm defying this situation. I'm going to stand up in it. Mm. I'm going to find a solution to my problem. I'm not going to allow it to overtake me. And then once I've gotten to my feet, I'm dang well determined to stand and to stay up. Yeah. And that's what. Uh, Absolutely. That's a really positive message, I suppose. And you really want to get that out there. Do you have a particular audience that you appeal to? I am uncertain of that at this time. Mm. Um, I have the LGBTQ uh, family that I appeal to because I love that um, community. I have uh, matured adults that I appeal to because I love that community. And then surprisingly, I have a lot of young people um, that are really grappling at this time to have a conversation and not to be taught to and not to be told what to do but to be suggested how they can empower themselves to accomplish the goals that they have set in their hearts and minds at this time, which looks so difficult. I, I, just, I just can't even imagine really being a, a young person um, at this time. Yeah. I have my phone on do not disturb <laughs> and why that did that, I do not know. Um, I, uh, young people, I have a lot of people um, in my company, because I do theater, that uh, are musicians, who are actors, um, you know, who are linguists, and and they're having a very difficult time. I have people that are stage performers here in Las Vegas, and they're extroverts. Mm. And so right now, because of the isolation, you know, they're the ones that really suffer. I mean, yeah. they're suffering. Um, and, and so they need some words of encouragement to know that no matter what this looks like, we're going to get through it and hold, and to hold on and that you have power. Yeah. See, that's the whole problem. You know, these things come and the first thing that they do is they, they rattle us such, in such a way that we become disengaged from our own strength. Yeah. And once that happens, we're going down. 
Yeah. <laughs> up, right? Absolutely. And I don't know how it is over there with financial support from the government, etc. But over here, it looks like it's going to be young people that are going to have to pay all the money back for all the grants and loans that have been given out. Right. Um, our government um, has mistreated uh, our public, as far as I'm concerned, uh, in a horrible way because um, to bait people on for this long, thinking that they were going to be able to pay their rent or their car note or buy food or uh, get necessities, medication and things like that. And then to constantly back and forth and back and forth and back and forth with no definitive plan, because, you know, honestly, you cannot make a budget without a plan. If you don't know what's coming in, how can you know it? Yeah, exactly. you, you can't do it. And so it's just inhumanely cruel the way they had gone about this because all of them left, you know, those meetings in limousines and, and Bentleys oh, yeah. and, and, you know, BMWs. And, and I don't begrudge that, but take care of your business. We're paying you and voted for you to do a job, which to take care of us. What, what has happened with this administration is like, you know, the government is in charge and we, the people, are kind of like nobody and you're going to do whatever we tell you to do and give you a little crumb. You're going to eat that crumb. And now we want you to eat it in quiet and peace. <laughs> That's yeah. not going to happen. Exactly. I mean, over here, we think our government have done a bad job at handling it. But compared to America, they've done amazing. I know. It's just unbelievable. And, and that is so disheartening. And so all of us are walking around like the dog with the bad haircut oh, yeah. because we're ashamed. We're ashamed that, you know, all these years we've had a certain presence on the world stage. You know, we were looked up to and admired. Yeah. We were the people to follow. Yeah. And now we feel like, you know, we're kind of like in the gutter. And this <laughs> <laughs> And it just happened so quickly. Yeah. So Well, hopefully yeah. in January, things will turn a new leaf and America uh, will be seen in a positive light again. Yes. And we will all look up, get up and stay up. Yeah. You won't have an embarrassment as a leader anymore. I know. It's been so embarrassing. Oh, my Lord. I don't even know. You know, I don't know if you got a chance to see uh, Van Jones um, respond to... Uh, Biden being elected. Um, was he a guy on the news? Was There was somebody crying on the news. That was Van Jones. Yeah. That was Van Jones. Yeah. And, you know, when that man started crying, um, honestly, I started crying with him. I had already been crying earlier that day anyway, because I was so oh, relieved yeah. that hope was on the menu. Um, but to hear him cry and to say things like, now I can tell my children you know, that it's okay to be honest. You're supposed to be honest. You're supposed yeah. to be good. You're supposed to be kind. And the tears just, you know, and he didn't just cry. He whimpered, you know, yeah. and I was like, oh, Absolutely. wow. And he just really, uh, for me, helped me release a lot of anxiety. And honestly, I did not realize how, how deeply affected I have been in these past four years because I don't think you want to say that to yourself. Yeah. You don't really know what you've been through no. until it's happened, I suppose, right? Absolutely. You just sort of take it as it comes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and hope you live through it. Yeah. yeah. Because we've been wrestled every day or every week. There's something negative. You know, we're going to take away LGBTQ rights. We're going to take away Medicare. We're going to take away the Affordable Care Act. 
Yeah. We're going to do this and that and that. It's like, oh my gosh, why should I even get up in the morning? Are you <laughs> exactly. me? Now, earlier this year, unfortunately, your spouse passed away of Louis body dementia. Yes. And how hard was it to have someone pass away during this crisis? Because I suppose you probably didn't really have a proper chance to say goodbye. Um, I had a chance to be by her bedside at hospice, but um, she was hospitalized April the 6th, which was our 30th anniversary. Yeah. And she stayed in the hospital off and on in various hospitals for two and a half months. Each time she went into a hospital, I was not able to see her. I had to fight my way through in order to get the floor managers to listen to me. You know, she has dementia, mm. she needs somebody by her side. And um, the first time I wasn't able to see her at all. Wow. The second time she was in the hospital, I, which was consecutively, she was at home only for two days. I got a chance to see her after nine days of begging. Yeah. And then when she was moved to another institute, I was not able to see her at all because they had a COVID outbreak. Yeah. And then her health, um, the absence of my presence, I'm sure exacerbated her condition. Because um, having Louis Body's dementia, um, she was in a strange world already. And then not being able to see a familiar face, um, I think, just encouraged her health to decline. Yeah. Um, and then she was moved to hospice. The first few five days she was at hospice, I couldn't see her because they had a COVID outbreak. She was on a COVID wing. And then um, her best friend said, come on, we're going to go. And they allowed us to put all this hazmat stuff on. I mean, we looked like we were walking the Apollo 13. Wow. And I was like, well, when she opens her eyes, if she sees me, she's going to be afraid of me. She's going to think I'm a monster. Yeah. And just as we got completely suited, um, the hospital said, it's okay. She's cleared. We're going to move her to another room. And I was able to spend the last days with her. And I stayed at the hospital until she passed. Yeah. So the hospice until she passed. Yeah. So it's good that it, sort of kind of worked out by the end but it's a bit of a dilemma isn't it because it is. sometimes you have to allow certain covid restrictions to be broken on really strong compassionate grounds don't you you would think so and and i have to say that it's unfortunate that legalities are the way they are yeah. and so the hospital administration the staff were all governed by this monster that was eating away at their hearts in their spirits because they're there to make people feel better. They, most of these women and men, they go into nursing and being physicians because they love people and because they really care. And so it's been a real stress for them as well as the family, in addition to the fact that when you have concerned family members that will come to the hospital every day, it alleviates some of the stress from those workers because you're there and you'll comb the patient's hair and you'll, you know, bathe them and you'll spend time, you'll feed them. And so they were all, everybody was strapped through this process. Yeah, absolutely. It's awful. It's awful. And anyone that's suffering with Lewy body dementia or any family member that's caring for a loved one, God bless you because it is really a struggle. Yeah. It does sound yeah. not very pleasant indeed. No. Not at all. Not at all. Outside of the podcast, do you have anything that you like to get up to in your spare time? I, uh, I'm i writing a book oh. entitled Seeing Beyond the Mess. 
which is a, a memoir. I've had a very, very interesting, interesting life. <laughs> um, and that uh, snippets that will be in the book are available right now uh, under lawalker.life on Facebook. Um, that's one thing. Um, the other thing is that I uh, very much enjoy music. I find it, you know, such a wonderful pacifier. Um, I have friends that, uh, fortunately, where I live, I'm able to engage uh, with them and spend a little time. So I'm not, you know, isolated like I was prior to my spouse uh, passing because I moved yeah. into a better situation for me to continue. Um, and spiritually, um, I, I, um, I come in contact with my spirituality. I, I pray a lot. Um, and I, I focus on uh, being grateful for things being as good as they are. Yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And would love to have you on again, maybe when the book is ready. Oh, that would be awesome. I would love that. Thank you. Yeah, you can maybe talk a bit about that interesting life. <laughs> All right. It, this has been a pleasure. Um, you're very easy to engage with. Thank you so much for having me on your show. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com The Throbbing Pulse of Sound The Toby Gribben Show 